From Toronto, Canada, The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrin. Thanks for inviting me into your home, long-haul truck, RV, camper, taxi, your parents' well-appointed rec room with the simulated wood paneling, electric fireplace, and the painting of dogs playing poker, your loft, that greasy spoon just off the interstate, and your cabin in the woods. A big howdy to those of you tuning in on one of our affiliate stations across North America. Hey, you, streaming us on my YouTube channel, Strange Planet. However, and wherever you're listening, I bid thee the warmest of welcomes, and I thank you for your fine company. Now, before we get back to Lon Gibby of Gibby Media, the official spokesman for Ambassador Lee Wanta, a quick reminder to register at my website, strangeplanet.ca. It's fast and easy, and once registered, you'll start receiving my free monthly newsletter, Inner Sanctum. The January issue is just hours away from being published, so you want to register as soon as you can, otherwise you'll have to wait for February. So again, register, uh, oh, and once you register, incidentally, once you register at strangeplanet.ca, not only do you get the free newsletter, you'll also be automatically entered into the monthly draw for free Strange Planet merchandise. Again, register right now at strangeplanet.ca. And one other thing. My podcast, Conspiracy Unlimited, drops three days a week, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, and you can listen and subscribe at conspiracyunlimitedpodcast.com, conspiracyunlimitedpodcast.com. Lon Gibby stays with us, the uh, official uh, spokesperson for Ambassador Lee Wanta, Ronald Reagan's Ronald Reagan's secret agent and uh, the $33 trillion man. Uh, the website is eagle1towanta.com, eagle1towanta.com, all spelled out. And uh, the official biography of Ambassador Wanta is Wanta, Black Swan, White Hat. And um, Lon Gibby, we are uh, about to introduce... The man himself, Ambassador Wanta, who we've reached on the line in a secret and secure location. Do we have him? Yes, we do. Uh, Lee, are you there? Yes. Good day, everybody. Ambassador Wanta. And Happy New Year, wherever you may be. Happy New Year to you, and welcome back to the Conspiracy Thank Show. You. How are How are you, sir? I'm good. I lost some weight, and I feel healthy and uh, and wise. And um, I, I know you can't divulge your location. Can you... Are, are you in the continental United States? Can you can we narrow it down that far? I'm wherever I need to be at any given time. You are wherever you need to be. All right, we'll leave it at that then. Um, I just want to pick up on a few threads that we uh, discussed in the uh, the previous hour. Uh, just briefly, tell me how you became President Reagan's secret agent. Well, the Wisconsin senior. Senator Alexander Wiley, when I was young, 12 years old, I was a member of Junior Achievement. He was there sponsoring the Junior Achievement, and I introduced him at the Milwaukee Auditorium as a guest speaker. And I stuttered, which I did in grade school, and Catholic nuns and all that good stuff. And the next morning, he met my mother and my dad, and his wife came to our house and offered my mother $500 to send me to Dale Carnegie so I wouldn't stutter. He felt sad and bothered. Because I was sitting right next to him when I introduced him at the Milwaukee Auditorium. 
and I was a member of Junior Achievement in Milwaukee, which is young kids creating jobs, internally manufacturing, coast. That's all training. And so he gave my parents $500, sent me Dale Carnegie on a scholarship, and I loved it because I never learned to shut up since. <laughs> and from there, and from there to Ronald Reagan, how did that happen? Well, Senator Wiley was my sponsor. He was a senior citizen in the state of Wisconsin. He knew as a Waukesha County dep- a deputy sheriff, a Milwaukee police officer, a, a rescue squad officer, Monomie um, Falls Fire Department, and I had training and being a good American. I gave, and I was also a lay minister of the Catholic Church and a member of the Knights of Columbus and so on and so forth. And I taught CCD in the, in the grade schools and stuff like that. So he introduced me to Senator Rather, Senator Wiley introduced me to the White House, and I met with a, a Elizabeth Dole, who was the wife of, of Senator Dole, and they were interviewed, interviewed, did all the, all the testing, things like that, and suddenly I was meeting Dutch, telling me, and William Kate, William Bill Kate Casey, they were interested in my, in my background and the ability and the high grades I had, also served the tour and I make an apprenticeship too which was five years, which I was lucky to get. 542 people applied for it, and I came in fourth. So I felt honored that I could learn. I still have all my fingers, which mm-hmm. is pretty pretty good for that trade. Do you remember your first meeting with Dutch, as you called him, President Reagan? Yes, yes. What was it like? After after I passed, it was with, uh, with uh, Elizabeth Dole and Bob Dole and a couple other people at the White House. I met him, and I really thought when he wanted me to get get my photographs and passports, I thought I was going to meet, because he said some of our art, and I thought I was going to meet Roy Rogers because he was, <laughs> you know, a cowboy and all that stuff. And when I went to the Secret Service to get my photographs, it turned out to be Rick Reynolds. I was disappointed. <laughs> I thought, being a kid, Roy Rogers. <laughs> and then at the, at the inaugural ball, they had me take off, which I thought I was going to France. I ended up in Vienna, Austria. And I didn't know what the hell I was doing in Vienna, Austria, because I thought, according to my agenda for what I got from the Secret Service, I was going to Paris, France, and I up in Vienna, Austria, because Vienna, Austria is a free zone. We can do little things. Everybody trades in Vienna, Austria. But you didn't know so what I your did it. you know what your role hmm? was at this point? Did you know what Reagan had in mind for you? Certainly, that's why I was in meetings with him and Bill Casey, the CIA director. All right, and um, as I was there to. Destabilize the Soviet Union because they were the evil empire and they wanted to bury us with their own shovels. And I don't think that was a good idea as a, as a, a cop's cop, shall we say. Okay, and we need to clarify one point uh, in our sort of sum, summary of, of how you managed to bring the Soviet Union down. I said that you were trading rubles, which is not technically correct. No, we don't trade. We, we Well, we exchange. They want to get rid of their rubles. And they want shillings, Austrian shillings, which I had a bundle on. Or they want French francs, uh, whatever they needed. We would exchange. Like, you give me a $5 bill, and give you five singles. Oh, I'm sorry, you want two $2 bills and a dollar bill. That's $5. It was a straight transfer. And the military had nothing. They could not even get tires for, the, for their aircraft and stuff of that uh, nature. So they were willing to trade anything because then they could use a higher currency in Hungary and Budapest and stuff like that. And I was willing to do that. So I have accounts at Credit Stock, and I have a line of credit for $250 billion. I got, excuse me, $150 billion from the Bank of China. 
because Deng Xiaoping and I met at Western Hills a few times. He and I got along great. I bought back stuff. In fact, I believe he bought him some uh, some uh, good stuff from the United States, and we got along great. He was at, at Western Hills. Uh, he lived in his big, beautiful place, and he would tell me that Bush was an idiot. Bush would be here as a a, a, a representative of the United States, and he would be here and there, and I, he got so mad, he said, I asked the aides because Bush knew nothing. He said he was a head. I go, ooh, what did that mean? Because Bush knew nothing. Right. And, and, and Reagan had me back and forth to, to China, and uh, I flew United Airlines back and forth. In fact, I remember when I flew from the States to the first time going to, to Peking, I got stopped at the airport. Before that, the United Airlines had to change, change the planes and get fuel. And the, the Chinese guys came up with the, the little burp guns and all this stuff, told me I couldn't get on a plane because I didn't have a visa. And I said, I'm supposed to meet Deng Xiaoping, and they kind of laughed at me. And I wouldn't stop. And I kept arguing with these guys, I'm here for a reason. And because United Airlines had to get gas in, in that city because the next drop, they couldn't get fuel. So I'm waiting and waiting. Everybody's getting, getting onto the bus to go back onto the airplane. And I go, son of a gun. I'm not going. All of a sudden, a big guy, Chinese guy with burp guns and everything comes up to me. Come, 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 come. The plane waiting for you. Plane waiting for you. Apparently, they checked me out. I have a visa to meet, meet Deng Xiaoping. I had to be there. Plus, I had Brandy Manhattans in little, little cans that I took from Wisconsin, which, with the taxes paid, of course. Mm-hmm. And I was going to give them as a gift that Dutch wanted. And Dutch wanted me to drop off some cartons of Lucky Strikes, because I'm not telling you what was in the carton of Lucky Strikes, because they came from the president to me and to Deng Xiaoping directly and not a snoop. All right. And I don't smoke. Okay. So, uh, and then you were extended this uh, seed money of $150 billion. That allowed right, you to begin... The ex- bank in my name, Leo Amomonta, W-A-N-T-A. Right. In, and then in after, Vienna. After exchanging uh, this uh, currency exchange, uh, and this, uh, uh, this basically, this was the mechanism by which the Soviet ruble collapsed. Is that correct? Absolutely correct. They had they couldn't buy anything. Nobody wanted some stuff. Right. And so at that point the Soviet Union and Mikhail Gorbachev recognized they were sunk. So they they waved the white flag. They were insolvent and they knew that. And I offered Gorbachev when I met him at at the Kremlin. In fact when I went there to meet him, I was supposed to meet him like at two thirty at the Kremlin and check with my guys at the hotel because we flew in from Vienna. And they say I don't have a reservation. So I go, what do you mean I don't have a reservation? I'm getting real bold about this. My Dale Carnegie is stepping in. And I says, I have reservations to meet Gorshoff at 2.30. And he laughed and blew me off. I says, wait a minute. And I made so much noise. A guy came out of the office. He says, what's the qualm? What's the? I showed my passport. I said, I have a reservation. My guys are here. We're from Vienna, Austria. And we're going to meet Gorbachev. And then he went behind the counter, looked at the files, and he starts screaming and rushing at this guy. Here it is. Bata, bata. Bata, B-A-H-T-A, bata, bata. Sir, we'll have everything set up for you right away. We apologize. Because Wanta in the Soviet Union and Russia is Bata, B-A-H-T-A. How do I know that? Ah. All right. So when you met Gorbachev, did he understand or did he have any inkling that you were the one that was responsible for collapsing the Soviet economy? Yeah, he already talked to the Dutch. Was he angry with you? It was just, hell no. He was happy to see me. And happy that I agreed. In fact, he agreed to accept $10 billion. And I said, yes, everything's okay. And then I said, oh, my God, I can't do this. 
He said, what do you mean you can't do this? I need your banking coordinates. It was a golf show. So he left the room, came back with some toilet tissue. Sorry, let me just jump in here. There's someone breathing very heavily on the other line. I'm not sure what's happening there. I must be long. Okay, sorry, long. (laughs) But anyhow, Gorshev accepted the $10 and we got him out of there. He's in Presidio in California, safe and sound. And we saved millions of lives. And then without firing a shot, I'm pretty, pretty, pretty cool about that. And, um, I could have got shot myself. Right, right. Why? What would have been the problem with Reagan announcing that this was how it, this is how it ended? Why? Why do we not hear about this story? Why do we? Not, why don't we learn about this? Sorry, it's an act of war. It would be an act of war that we were taking down the Soviet Union. That'd be an act of war. That's why I was in Austria, so it wasn't a United States operation. And you have to keep in mind the Chinese were very upset that the Soviets were always attacking them at their borders and, and killing the people and making internal, internal moves into the border. That's why China gave me $150 billion at Credit Bank to, 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 re, to redo the borders. Every, every country... Has borders. They have to maintain those borders. Like in the United States, I offered Trump thirty-five billion for the borders down. You know, and God knows if he got them, FedEx sent them stuff. We was I was willing to pay thirty-five billion to save established borders. That's part of our constitution. We're a constitutional republic. That means right. we need established borders. Makes sense to me. Okay. Now let me ask you about your ambassadorship. Um, exp- yeah. Explain that. You're the, you at that point. You were you an ambassador? No, I was with, up in, uh, in Toronto. They needed money. They needed help. The Italians were going to give uh, Somalia back to them. They needed somebody that they could trust. They needed, they had some gold. They were selling some, trading some gold at credit stuff. Credit Swiss Bank, I told them you don't have to. We'll take a loan against that. My attorney, Tony Minacci and Sandy Sordi and Giovanni Ferro was all there with me in Toronto when President Haji of Somalia was trying to save his country and the, and the the uh, we call them the the board of the senior powers to be. You know, they have like a commission. You know, the they have a name for them. The people like like the board of directors. And they asked me if I would be the ambassador to Somalia because Canada was helping Somalia with their food and stuff of that nature. And I asked them, what else can we do? They needed money, so we thought I thought that we would rebuild the naval supply depot in Mogadishu to save them from everybody and also take half of the airport. And we would pay the instruction and give half to the United States Air Force, which would protect Somalia. And even Ambassador Stevens knew all this stuff. And he gets bumped off and because he wasn't playing their game on the on the arms deals with Turkey that he refused to do. That's why Stevens was killed. Oh, in he Libya, yes. To play, play the game. Okay, so just so I'm clear, Lee, you were the ambassador from Somalia to Switzerland and Canada. Absolutely. Okay. All right. Great. Right. Now, let's just back it's, up it's here. Perfect. So after this, the collapse of the Soviet Union and Mikhail Gorbachev gets his $10 billion to walk into the sunset and retires to California with his own little uh, foundation, uh, and then uh-huh. what, what role the did money you... Cleared. Right, and so where is the where are the the, uh, the the accumulated trillions at this point? Are they in banks all over the world? I understand from my associates at Interpol because I used to work with Interpol when we tried to rich Mark Rich, so I had warrants for his arrest in Switzerland. 
And that's probably why I wasn't loved either, because Mark Rich, Mark Rich was in a court of a block for me. And I had people with me, but we were, had warrants to arrest Mark Rich. And he got a, a pardon from Bill Clinton, which is very strange, because the FBI director told us to arrest him. At that time, I was cooperating with Customs, Bill LaCates, and the Secret Service, uh, another gen- a gentleman. We had open live arrest warrants at Interpol, and I was arresting Mark Rich to bring him back to the United States for tax evasion. Okay, so but the, the question is, and Lon, if you'd like to jump in here as well, what what happened to the uh, the, the trillions that you had accumulated uh, through these currency exchanges and and buying up certain you know uh, 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 bank guarantees and so forth? Okay, according to IMF, Christine Lagarde and the 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 uh, the World Bank, I'm worth four hundred thirty three trillion on the books right now. And I said that I want this money sent back to Austria since the United States refuses to help me and take it. And I'll pay 60% repatriation taxes or something to negotiate. Because none of this money was made in the United States. There was no act of war. Everything was done at New Republic, USA Financial Group, GES, MBH, and Vienna, Austria. You know it's New Republic, USA, New Republic, United States of America, we're Constitution Republic, Mr. Reagan. You know what I mean? Right. That's why we did all the trading out of Austria. And in Hungary, we did no trading. No money was made in the United States, not a dime. Lee, it might yeah. be interesting that just just as Lee uh, in 2006 uh, was ordered, you know, by a federal judge to repatriate his money here in the United States, and he brought in 2006 4.5 trillion. He re- allowed to be released into a bank in Richmond, Virginia, which was promptly stolen. No, it was that, converted. Or they call it, I guess they call it converted. <laughs> yeah, the United States Congress converted yeah. the money. And they okay. said that in court, that yes, it wanted money. However, they, they converted the money. They stole it. So wait a minute, just so people listening at home can follow here. Um, we're jumping ahead to 2006. Uh, in the previous hour, we discussed how you were uh, essentially kidnapped. You were thrown in a prison in, in Switzerland. Uh, and then from there, you were uh, you were freed, thanks in part to... No, Brent. Wisconsin prison. Yeah, I was free to come to the United States and be in Wisconsin prison and in Oklahoma prison. Right. It and kept me moving around to kick me butt. Right. So you were you were imprisoned in Wisconsin on trumped-up charges for 11 years. Then you were released. Uh, and no, no, I was sent to another prison. Ah. I've never been released. Okay. I got released when Al Gore found me in, in Oklahoma. Aha. All right. So from... Th- from there, you went to Oklahoma. How long did you serve in Oklahoma? Oh, probably a year and a half, two years. Another year and a half. Terrible. Again, trumped up charges on tax evasion? Well, they knew I was an ambassador. The prison in Oklahoma knew, and Sarah, Oklahoma knew. Even my rank, I had a private cell. Nobody had a private cell. And I had the rank of an ambassador because they knew I was an ambassador. So I was being held for special privileges or whatever else they were doing. In fact, at the tail end when when Gore came to Sierra, Oklahoma, to verify it was still me, he gives me a Pepsi and a bag of potato chips, a Secret Service that runs all the guards. He goes back to some judge in Oklahoma, and they threw me out of Oklahoma because I wasn't supposed to be there. And did they, I'm not a prisoner. During your time in both Wisconsin and Oklahoma prisons, were they constantly dangling that carrot that if you if you give us the money, we'll let you go? Oh, yeah. I told them I have a mandate. I had things to do. I can do the 
the high-speed rail. I got to do the Veterans Administration. I got to do the student loans. They got our infrastructure, and Don Ron can confirm that we set up AIB, the American Integrity Bank, so we can clean up the banks. Because once we get rid of the Federal Reserve, which is not a bank, it's never been a bank, we have AIB, and now you've got Trump saying. He's going to do it. Okay, I don't want to get too far into the weeds here. Uh, let's just, um, if we could. So when you, when you were promised that if you, if you give us, I mean, how, how did they expect you to give them the money? Did you need to give them the location of the banks or? Well, they wanted me to release all the money to them. But how would you all do that? I'd be a dead man. Like, oh, oh, yeah, under the, under they gave me some, uh, some agreement in Wisconsin. If I take them to all my banks, I'm free to go. All right. Free to go. Because that you was have part to... of the Alford plea. That's, uh, that's by the way, that's the on Alford the website. Alford plea. Alford plea. And that's it's it. on the last chapter in Lee's book would be helpful to read. It uh, explains that in chapter 17. And it's available on the website. You, you can just read it. You know. Okay. So, the, so that last chapter. Yeah. All right. So you, if you had told them where all this money is squirreled away, what banks and so forth, you could have walked, but you refused to because, again, your mandate is to return that money to the American people. We're going to take a time out. We'll come no, back. No, 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 well, no. Okay, My you mandate could... is not to return the people to the people. mandate is to build a high-speed rail. America, well, that's uh, what I'm saying, by extension. Let yeah. me, let's just take a break and we'll come uh, back. We'll just hand it out to the people. All right. We'll, uh, we'll come back and uh, continue this conversation with uh, President Reagan's secret agent, uh, Ambassador Lee Wanta, and his spokesperson, Lon Gibby, right here on The Conspiracy Show. Don't go away. From Yeti to Nessie, pyramids to pandemics, all is revealed on The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett. We're back with the $33 trillion man, President Reagan's secret agent, Ambassador Ali Wanta, on the line from a secret and secure location. Also joining us on the line is his spokesperson, uh, publisher, filmmaker, Lon Gibby, and the website eagle1towanta.com. That's all spelled out, eagle1-o-n-e-towanta.com. Dot com and uh, the official biography is called Wanta, Black Swan, White Hats. And um, we were talking about uh, you were uh, falsely imprisoned in first in uh, Switzerland, then you were brought to New York, and then then you were apprehended again and uh, imprisoned in Wisconsin, and then uh, released and then imprisoned in Oklahoma, uh, all on trumped up charges. And again, you were being uh, basically pressured. Uh, to release the money that you had amassed, trillions of dollars, squirreled away in, in banks all over the world. Uh, you refused to do that because you had a mandate. And uh, your mandate, again, just restate that if you would, Ambassador. My mandate was to re, re, rebuild the, our constitutional republic, get rid of the Federal Reserve after an audit, pay any lawful debts that the Federal Reserve accumulated that be really belong to us, do the high-speed rail, which is 250,000 jobs almost immediately, and uh, rebuild on the in- infrastructure, including the Alabama Highway, so we could run the, the train tracks in between for the MX Mobile missiles. Now you got Putin. He's got MX Mobile missiles all over the Silk Road and all that stuff. That was our plan. 
right. favorite country because the, the high-speed rail tracks, besides passengers, would have have cargo fans on there so we can launch MX Mobile missile immediately. If I could ask, how much of that money would would have been for you, your own personal use? It's all my money. That's why it was done in New Republic in Austria. Then I have to pay 60% in Austria or pay the 65% in the United States on our mandated missions, not to give the Congress the screw around and give it away to anybody and everybody. That's not property of the United States. That's why we ran the operation in Vienna, Austria, because that's what they wanted. It was a free zone. There was no crimes committed against the Russian Federation or the Soviet Union or any other country. And now we're staging a war again because people don't understand the truth. They're afraid of the truth. They can't be because all the student loans, the high-speed rail, the, the Veterans Administration, the infrastructure, I set up a Ameritrust, which is a trust to do all that stuff. And now you've got these, these uh, control guy and all these other guys claiming that they run that. Ameritrust Group, Trust Group, that's me. I own all the shares. They own nothing. I fired them after they met with the Queen of England to tear us down and rip off our country. I fired them for cause. They were stealing money from the corporation and putting it everywhere else but where it belongs. It belongs in my pocket so I can do the bills. And and we're talking now uh, the th- $33 trillion, although some have estimated it at 400 and something mil- trillion. Yeah, it's $433 trillion right now at the... Old Bank. IMF has confirmed that. So has the French. $433 trillion. Under the Wanta, Mitterrand, Reagan protocols. There are three parties. President Reagan, Francois Mitterrand, the President of France, and myself. Nobody else knew about this. Nobody. Now, there's another Not Chinese. Another very important uh, ruling by a Judge Lee. Um, this is the district court in Virginia, is it? The federal district court of Virginia? Yeah, yeah right. I'm the sole principal of Ameritrust, and the money belongs to me, the person. Okay. Lon, could I get you maybe to explain what happened in that court? <clears throat> well, when uh, Lee when Lee went to court there, uh, they, Judge Lee, basically, in his uh, final statement in, 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 the, in the case, uh, at, uh, said that Lee should bring all of his funds back in uh, uh, and repatriate his funds into the United States and pay his taxes because that's what we need. I mean, uh, with that amount of money being paid in, into the tax base of our country would be phenomenal blessing for the United States. And uh, that's what Lee wanted to do. But uh, he's been trying to do that. But uh, they're making it almost impossible because because they continue to try to hijack it uh, or convert it or whatever you want to call it. And uh, so he may be forced to pay his taxes in in Austria, repatriate it there, and then, you know, that means that they get the tax money instead of the United States, and it's 50% in Austria. So $433 trillion, Austria would get 50%. That's $215 trillion. You would bring that to the United States, and then they would get their what? There's... 60% or whatever? The United States would get nothing. So he needs to repatriate it into our country um, so that so that we get the tax money. And then and then he'll do the other projects besides that. That doesn't, the mandated projects. That's the, that's the thing about 
And it's hard for them to understand that anybody would do that because they want to get control of the money because money means power and the ability to control others. And Right. Uh, if he brought that money back, it would just disappear into the Treasury, right? And no one would ever see it. Is that is that the, the problem? Well, that's correct, unless it was all made public, which is what, what we're trying to do. Well, the story has to get out so that people understand that that money needs to be repatriated. You know, uh, he needs to he needs to pay his taxes, and then what he does with the with with the rest. By the way, taxes in the United States would be thirty five percent. Thirty five percent. Okay. Uh, yeah, instead of fifty percent in Austria. So. Uh, and then, and but the problem you got is, you know, the the Federal Reserve, it, as you know, is, is is a club. It's not. It was formed in 1913. It's it's not a bank. It's not a reserve. You know, it's it's a clearinghouse. So they're very good at clearing money and passing it around and doing what's called derivatives. And that's something you should talk about on one of your shows, Richard. Is talk about what a derivative is because of the bank, a lot of the major banks have those on their balance sheet. Basically, it's just taking this money on paper and selling it over and over again. It's a Ponzi scheme, basically. Right. Right. Now, uh, so. um, getting back to the uh, the trillions here, the money. Um, where, I mean, what's preventing you right now, uh, Ambassador, from from paying the taxes on it in Austria and and then taking it to the U.S. and paying your taxes there? Who's preventing you from doing that exactly? No, nobody anymore, because I already agree with Austria that the, the World Bank will send them the money and will reopen my accounts, and I have a, a partner over there in Vienna. Reopen everything else and just stay in Austria. Nobody wants me to pay my taxes. So why should I, should I fight City Hall, which is corrupt? So you'll pay your taxes in Austria, and then you'll have the remainder. And then what will you do with it? I'll still do the, uh, the high-speed rail, the things that I want to do, but I'm not giving it to politicians. So it's called found missing. See, once they get that money, it's going to be gone. They're not interested in building this for the... American people, or we're a constitutional republic. I am. That's why I took a mandate to serve the people, all fellow Americans. That's what Reagan wants, and that's what I'm going to do. But if I can't spend the money in the United States, I might as well send it to Austria and, and pay off bills from, from there. Right. Okay, and what's preventing you from doing that right now, today? Nothing right now, because we're rebuilding everything in Austria to do that. Because the United States, we had this, this guy Steele, Bob Steele, came to my place and offered me that he would help me with Trump and give me a billion dollars to take a walk. I told him, you take a walk to the airport. It's crazy. Well, I could give him a billion dollars. He actually had, he actually had, you know, somebody that represented that they they were with Trump. We we can't verify, you know, it can't be verified for sure that it was from Trump, but he came with a Trump hat and all this stuff from the White House. And the flags and all that stuff. uh, but, But it's probably probably wasn't from Trump himself, I don't think, myself, but uh, we, we, we don't know. He said he was. He yeah. said he would get a deal with Trump, and I'd take a billion dollars to take a walk. I'd be a dead but man. I, see, Lee's 79 right now. You know, he's been, <laughs> but he's still going strong, and, he's, and he's, his mind is sharp, and he wants to he wants to finish his mandate. And he's not going to, you know, they they accepted, they asked, offered him a billion dollars, basically. They told him to take a walk. Right. If, if he'd turn over all the keys to all of his funds. 
all the keys to your funds. In other words, give them the locations of the location of the uh, of the banks and so forth. And stand up on their behalf. Right. Give them the money. So, does, in your estimation, is the current administration, President Trump, aware uh, of this situation and the history? I know he's aware because I sent him stuff on the border that I want to do that. But keep in mind, you can't see President Trump because the last duly elected president of the United States was President Reagan. None of the elections mean a dang thing to me because I know from the Electoral College they're both. So are you saying that you yeah. that, that President Trump can't be trusted either? Is that what you're saying? The reason I feel that way, he took two of my employees that's on his transition team, a uh, 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 control and a a, Mel, a Melville. Both of them on his transition team. Both of them met with the Queen and Judge, rather, some Dr. Wolf in, in London. As my representatives, they can't be. I fired them both. They do not represent me or oh. the people. Okay, I've got to jump in here. We've got to take a we've got to take a time out. Pardon the pardon the interruption. We'll come right back with Ambassador Wanta Lon Gibby right here on the Conspiracy Show. Follow the truth. The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett. We are back with Ambassador Lee Wanta and Lon Gibby, and the website is eagle1towanta.com, eagle1towanta.com, and the author- authorized biography is Wanta, Black Swan, White Hat. Uh, Lon Gibby is the uh, official spokesperson for Ambassador Wanta, and uh, he joins us on the line as well as the ambassador himself. Ronald Reagan's secret agent, the $33 trillion man, is calling us from a, a secret and secure location. Uh, I just wanted to move quickly over to uh, Ukraine and uh, find out what, what if anything, uh, the situation in Ukraine may have to do with the uh, the $33 trillion because, of course, um, uh, Joe Biden and his son Hunter Biden – who was on the uh, the board of directors for this uh, energy company? Uh, they were doing uh, business with Ukraine. It's often considered to be, or it was anyway, one of the most corrupt regimes anywhere in the world. When Joe Biden was vice president, Ukraine was uh, his file. He was in charge, uh, and um, he insisted that the uh, uh, the um, attorney general in Ukraine be fired in order to free up. I guess it was about a billion dollars in aid. Uh, and coincidentally, of course, um, the uh, the energy company in question where Hunter Biden was uh, representing that was being investigated by this uh, attorney general. Does any of this have anything to do with you, Ambassador Wanta? I would hope not, because Ukraine is a member of the Russian Federation. And what they were doing to protect Ukraine, you have to understand, not remember that uh, that lady, that lady from the State Department on behalf of Clinton, went over there with Soros and tried to take Ukraine and make them a battleground, and they are a member of the Russian Federation. They had no authority. Victoria Newland, at least. That's Victoria the name, New- right. Victoria yeah. Newland from the State Department went over there and bragging. We got it on tape and film that she's buying the, the, the oil companies and everything. That's illegal. We have no right. The United States has no right to go into Ukraine and change everything. At the same time, you had Hillary Clinton selling uranium to Russia for a profit. How many crooks do we have to look at and ignore? And that's verified too. She sold uranium one stolen from the United States for a profit. 
and bill. what do your sources tell you about what the the uh, the, the current investigation uh, into what what has been going on in Ukraine? Um, do you do you think that anyone in the Hillary Clinton camp or the Obama camp uh, will be indicted over this? Certainly, Victoria Nuland was on the film, and we have copies of that telling the oil companies that they're giving them all kinds of money to to change the the management of, of the oil and the petrol. Who? What right do we have to rearrange Ukraine? None. But Victoria Nuland of the State Department, on orders from Hillary Clinton, went over there and told these oil companies that they're in charge now. You can't do that. It goes back to the original agreement that a uh, general general agreement of cooperation that was signed by Lee and uh, the other uh, Russian Federation people that signed it. Granary uh, and it basically gives them the it, gives, it, it basically gives them the right to to do business with their neighbors, just like the United States and Canada. We work together. You know, we 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 sell products back and forth and all that, but. But they've set up a situation that could create a world war right out of the Ukraine. It's a, it's a very volatile location. And of course, the world war, uh, might even play into their, into their plan. You know, hmm. so. Uh, all right. We've got about two minutes here and then we'll break one more time and then we'll have a, another a 10 minute segment after. So, uh, Lon, where would you like to, to go next in this discussion, uh, with regards to Ambassador Wanda's 33 trillion? Um, I'm, well, I'm thinking that it would be interesting to bring up, you know, um, proofs that verify Lee is who he is. For example, governor, uh, of the former governor of Wisconsin, or excuse me, of, of uh, Tennessee, Governor Don Sunquist, who left a message on Lee's phone, uh, phone about expecting to get a bunch of money out of Lee's money. So a lot of people don't realize they think, oh, well, this is an interesting thing, but we, there's proof. You can just go on the website and listen to the recording that they accidentally left on the, on Lee's embassy phone. They could hear, here's a former respected governor, Republican governor, and also the future uh, head of the Republican Party expecting to get, trying to extort money out of Lee. I mean, we, if that's not proof, I don't know what is. Nobody's and, done jack about that since that came out, and no, that was clear back in, 2014. Right, and yeah. we, we, in fact, uh, you were kind enough to allow me to play that audio. We did play that uh, on this program, um, I guess back yeah. in 2015, 2016, the last time you were on. All right, we'll take a quick time out. When we come back, we'll talk about some of the other documented proof in the book on the website that substantiates uh, who, well, that uh, Ambassador Wanda is who he says he is and did what he said he did. We'll do that when we come back. The Conspiracy Show. My name is Richard Serrett. Don't go away. And they were expecting originally uh, $30 billion, but then they ended up saying, well, we'll take 10. And then they, they later in the conversation said, well, we'll take five. That's a lot of money. And they said they, that they got to be paid. Sunquist was the governor of Tennessee, but he also, they all worked for Bush. Yeah. Or Scherf, either way. Well, he, he owes us all of it, but we'll settle for half of it just to get right. out of this, just to get away and forget about it. He won't ever have to hear it, worry about us again. Right. But he does owe us that money. 
And, and if he does, if he says he doesn't, then then I, I'm going to ask him, what does he think? What do you think, Lee, that you owe us? Anything for all that work? Anything? I just can't imagine anybody as smart as he is is going to be screwing around over $10 billion, you know? Or even five. Or five, even, you know? Yeah. Huh. If I had that kind of money, I'd... And dealing oh. with us, too, I'd give them 10 so fast to make your head spin. Just get rid of me. Me, too. If you want rid of us, give us five, and we'll call it even. Yeah, that's it. No less, no less. That's it. There's no negotiations, one-time offer. Take it or leave it. There you go. No, not take it or leave it. <laughs> no. You no. better take it, I mean. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah, it's pretty serious. And they definitely believe that if the money was real, or they wouldn't have been well, talking yeah, like that. Well, they knew the money was real, because they knew Bush. They yeah. knew exactly how to get the money and get their share. They're the ones that call the shots. Yeah, the deep state and the puppet master. Who do you think you're talking to? I'm the boss. I'm a puppet master. I've been here for 50 years. I get people to pay, people to do. I know Pelosi. I know Schumer. Big deal. And we're back with Lon Gibby and Ambassador Lee Wanta. And uh, that piece of audio you just heard was uh, a voice uh, mail recording from the former governor of Tennessee. Do I have that right, Lon? That's correct. Uh, Don Sunquest. And, uh, and also Sheldon Sontag, who was a, a senator from the state of uh, South Dakota, is on there as well. And how did, we get that? How did you get that recording? It was accidentally left on Lee's embassy phone. Uh, they were trying to get a hold of Lee, and they called me, and Lee said, do not uh, talk to them today, because we'd had several conversations with them before. They were trying to say that they that they needed Lee to pay them $30 billion, because uh, they, they believed that Lee had his money, and that they were the ones that got it released. So when, he, when they called, it was on Labor Day of 2014, uh, I didn't pick up, and they got frustrated, and they were talking. On, they didn't realize when they called Lisa and Embassy phone that they completely uh, real, didn't realize that it was recording everything they said. They thought they'd hung up. It was like a blessing from God that, that, that Lee was able to obtain that because it really shows, in a nutshell, just how corrupt you know they were and that they expected to get $5 billion at minimum, and they were holding out for 10 and if Lee didn't pay him, there was going to be some consequences associated with it. All right. So did, they obviously believe the money was real. Right, right. Okay. And um, and you verified that those that those two gentlemen on that answering machine message, they are who they claim they were. Oh, absolutely. There's no question of that. Okay. It's been verified. That's their voices. So the other piece of uh, important documentation here, I think, it goes back to the uh, the federal court in Virginia and the um, the ruling by Justice Lee. Uh, just explain again. Uh, what... No, that's 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 by Alan Ross. No, 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 not the just... one in New York. I'm oh, talking oh, about the more oh, recent the, court. In... Oh, the one in uh, 2006. Yes. Yeah. Explain what that ruling was. Okay, Lee, do you want to explain that, or do you want? No, to you go right ahead. Well. In that ruling, uh, Lee was told that he need to, needed to 
bringing all of his, shut down his corporations, that means Ameritrust, all the different companies that he owns, and to repatriate his money into the United States and pay his taxes. And that's all he's been trying to do. And, and that, th- that court he, document they won't is let re- him do it. That court document is reproduced on the CD-ROM, which comes with uh, the, the biography, correct? Yeah, it's on the website as well. It's one of the documents from that court case. If you go to Chapter 17, it, it, it talks about it, and there's a link that's associated with it. And that's on the website. You don't have to buy the book or anything to get to that. And in the document, you know? this court document uh, from the federal court in Virginia, um, is, is Lee addressed as ambassador? I can't verify that, Lee. I, I, I don't Absolutely remember. ambassador, because he was very upset with with the CIA director saying that I report to him. And Judge Lee says, I know this guy. I met him at the White House. He does not work for you. Oh, Your Honor, I made a mistake. Yeah, right. Uh, are the transcripts also included, or is it just the ruling? <clears throat> the transcripts are not on that particular thing, but they, the transcripts exist and have all of the final details. But that, that particular transcript, as far as is, is there, the one pertaining to that release of his funds, and repatriating his money. And is a dollar figure Actually, is a dollar figure mentioned? No, in the, there's no? no dollar figure. Oh yeah, it's four and a half trillion. Well, it doesn't say yeah. that on there, does, does it? Well, yeah, yeah, I can't remember the seeing it. was four and a half trillion. The test tranche. Well, that was that trillion. was that was a letter that you'll see on there that uh, where this group was uh, asking Lee to bring the 27 trillion into the country, and Lee agreed to do it, and certain people. We're going to get certain money. Money. Uh, Lee. It shows Lee getting 4.5 trillion, and then it shows this other group uh, getting 11 trillion, and somebody else getting some guy named Tropus, and all these different people. And that document was a letter that was submitted, and uh, and many Congress uh, people in Congress uh, received that letter. And it, that it was well. That's another exhibit that's on that chapter seventeen. That's on the website. So for all the and people can, listening, all the people listening who think that the ambassador is not an ambassador and that he's delusional and or that he's making all of this up and this is just fantasy and it's a good story but it's not true, again they will find these court documents verifying all correct. of this uh, included in the uh, the biography on a CD-ROM. Uh, Wanta white or black swan white hat, correct? Correct. And how do they get a copy of the book again? Well, they can get the paperback by going to GibbyMedia.com. That's our and do just going to the store and they could order the heart, the, the actual book itself. It's it's a very thick book, 538 pages, and it has a digital disc in it that we went through the effort to put all of the exhibits all in one place. So that, you know, it's one of the few books that you actually get to have all the backup, uh, information. Or you can, you can download it for $12 off of, uh, Amazon or, uh, iBooks or, uh, Barnes and Noble. Just, just enter, just enter in, uh, Lee Wanta and it'll come up on any of those sites. Ambassador, you know? final question to you. How do you survive these days? You don't have access to those funds. How, how, how do you live? I pray a lot, my old friends. And uh, I, I lied. I have one more question. Sorry. Uh, I'm just okay. looking at the clock here. Well, I mean, is there a resolution in sight? Are you well, they, they, all, yes. they all know it's my money. So why they're stalling is is a, their state agent provocateurs against the people of the United States. 
Are you at, at, are you free to go back to Austria? Yeah, am I free to what? Go back to Austria. Go back to Austria. Certainly. I, in fact, I couldn't get a visa to go back there because I never left. All right, gentlemen. Uh, I hope we'll, we'll talk again soon, and hopefully there'll be a, a positive resolution to this amazing story. Thank you so much. Thank you both. Okay, well, that is it for me. My thanks to Owen and Ryan, as always. In the meantime, don't be afraid. There's nothing concealed that won't be revealed, and nothing hidden that won't be made known. What you hear in the dark, speak in the light. What I say in a whisper, proclaim from the housetops. Move over, Aphrodite, I'm coming home. Or at least up the stairs. Good night.